gentle worms. How how are we doing? How are we feeling? Yep. Are we good? I'm I was being so. you. I know. I could tell actually. Yeah. At first I was like, that sounds familiar. And yeah, then I was like, sounds like me. It sounds like me. <laughs> who would have knew? Yeah, who would have thunk it? Not me. So hello, how are we? <laughs> I got back yesterday from visiting my sweet boyfriend um in the great state of Alabama. How cute. And I actually got I talked to a lot of people about our podcast while I was there. Jessica's always a shameless plug. Jessica's like, no, no, do you no. Like drive people said distances? something to me. Do you have anything no. that you love to listen to? People said stuff to me about it. Try listening to the pod. The, I know Cole probably tells people about it. Well, no, people follow us from there, and so they would come up to me and be like, "Oh, like, hey, you know, I listen to it or whatever," and like, I just want to let you know, like, it does actually feel like I'm like talking to friends. Like, you do come Yay. across that energy, which is great because that's like what we want. Um, so that was nice. Um, but yeah, overall it was a really fun trip. It was a very short trip and the weekend that we were supposed to see each other got pushed back. So what was that weather? No, because so the weekend that we, we literally only spent like 40 hours together this weekend. Like it was a very, very short trip. Yeah. It seems like a shorter trip than whenever you usually go. Yeah, it was very, it was a lot shorter than how it normally is, but it was just like timing and like he had to work and like just adulting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the weekend that we were supposed, he was supposed to come here, it's actually his granddad's birthday. So he's going to Atlanta. So then he can't come here. So it got pushed back even farther. So like, I'm still kind of like riding on a little bit of a low from that in full transparency. I haven't really felt like myself because it sucks like to wait that long to see somebody get such a short amount of time. And then when you think you're going to see them again, it's like, mm, no, Maybe push not. it back for another week, yeah. you know? So that was like kind of shitty. But it's okay. Transparency. Transparency. That's my low for the week. Maybe we'll. I mean, it's yeah. That's my low right now. What's your low? Um, I don't know if I specifically have a low other than like my brain is just like super stuffed. Um, because I started training today, so I had to kind of like sh- had like I'm still working on like a shift in mindset mm-hmm. and knowledge capacity. <laughs> um and so I have to just be more I feel like I'm just like love it's smush you, you yeah. have smush brain yeah and so yeah. hopefully maybe it's just because it's a Monday maybe it's yeah. because it's a Monday um maybe tomorrow will be a little different I have to remember to bring my notebook to work tomorrow can you text me tomorrow yeah anyways I remember to put on pants because yeah. that's really where because I, I feel you and close smush. your car door yeah Oh my god! I don't know why. I guess it's like Jessica goes with has this irrational. Jessica has this irrational fear. Yeah. That she does not close her car door. We'll be at work. It'll be like two hours in her shift, and she'll come over to me and be like, "Do you think I close my door to my car?" And I was like, "Yeah. Why wouldn't you close your door?" Yeah. I don't. I don't know. It's become a little bit irrational. Yeah. I'm not really sure, but that's Jessica's. If anyone ever asks you what's your irrational fear, tell them that. Yeah. Please. No, I Thank will. You. But it's okay because this kind of segues into our topic for today. But I don't want to leave this little life update without talking about our highs. Oh. Kind of going on right now. So let me think. Start off with your high. So I guess like kind of like on the same wavelength, I had such a fun weekend or like a couple of nights really with Cole um, in Auburn because so Friday night he had to go to work. Um, (laughs) His boss like didn't give it to him off. So I got there because he has class till two just to give you an idea this weekend. So he had class till two. I get there at three. He has to leave for work at like 445. So we had like an hour and 45 minutes together then. And then he worked. He was supposed to get off around 10. Didn't get off till around 1145. So then he gets home at like midnight 
And I was, like, pissed. I was, like, what? Like, oh, like, of course this is happening to me right now. Like, I already barely get a weekend with him. And now... The universe is working against me. It's supposed to be a high, Jess. Yeah, I know, but just hang on. Okay, okay. I'm waiting for the... So, if anyone knows me, they know I'm a grandma, right? So, like, I just... Jessica has a um, a wine downtime. Yeah, well, even, like, lately, it's not even, like, every night at 11.30. Like, that's, like, the latest I will stay up. Like, mostly it's before that. Like, 9.45, like, 10, like, I'm generally, like, in bed. Even though if I'm not, like, asleep, I might as well be because I don't want to be disturbed. So I was like waiting for Cole to wake or to come home and I'm like, why am I not asleep? Because it was like getting late. I'm like, and Auburn is an hour behind. So to me, it was an hour later. So when he was at work at like 10, for me, it was like 11. I'm like, why am I awake? Like, this is so unlike me. And then I was like, the anger of the fact that he wasn't coming home was keeping me awake. Like I was so upset with the fact that he was having to stay at work so long that I was just up in bed like arms crossed like what the fuck and it was keeping me awake <laughs> so the, basically the high was when he got home I was like wide awake and like Cole's very used to the fact that like he comes home and he's like okay night like I'm normally like can't like half asleep like sup um because that's not the first time I've had to hang out at his house while he's at work but he came home and I was like wide awake and he like gets in the shower and I'm just standing outside the bathroom like just talking to him and I'm just like being a little perky bunny and I ended up staying up till 2 a.m. And we were just talking all night. Like, just hanging out, talking, like, shooting the shit. I don't even know what. But it was so fun. It was so fun. And for me, it was, I think, exhilarating because it was so late. Exhilarating. I think that's for me. I was Jessica like, said, ooh, I'm up at 2 a.m. And I think that's, like, part of what made it such a high for me because I felt like such a fucking rebel. I wish I was kidding. Like, I really did. I, was like, I know. I'm sure you did. I looked at the time. I was Jessica like, takes oh. her wind down times very serious. No, I really do. I know I really do, but it's okay. Everyone has, I just like really, it's sleep is really important to me. I've never been one of those people that can run off of like five, six hours of sleep. Like I can't do it. Like I have to have like sleep. I'm, I love sleep, but I believe in naps. And so if I stay up later, it's usually because I take naps and sometimes it's harder for me to go to bed Mm -hmm. um, whenever it's a little bit later. Or if I've woken up from a nap a little bit later, it's harder for me to go to sleep later on. But you know. At high? this point, I don't really have time to take naps. What's my high? Um, even though my low today was the fact that my brain is so smushed, my high for today is... Or just like um, the past couple of days. Because I said intake, one from this weekend. Just intake of knowledge, I okay. think, um, has been a high for me. And that kind of cum- like accumulates in like over a couple of days for you yeah. too. Yeah. Um, I officially started my training, so, like I said, like, change of mindset, but also just, like, all of the, like, knowledge that I'm getting from, like, now my peers. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just been, like, really exciting, like, to just learn a whole bunch of new, like, different things and just to see that I'm, like, going in a different, like, path kind of, sort of, um, is kind of exciting just like um, opening me, up just like doors. a change of pace yeah yeah it's always fun to like switch and even like I feel like new semesters are kind of like that too because you're like kind of around like you're in a completely different environment obviously on a different scale but just right. in the sense of like walking in and like not knowing like what's what, next yeah like what's gonna happen or like who you're gonna be in class with mm-hmm. I feel like that's happened to me this semester too like my classes are so unique and some of the people in them I'm, I'm really enjoying and then there's other ones where I'm like oh man <laughs> like just insufferable to be around sometimes because you know what let's go ahead and talk about today's topic so today's topic was <laughs> chosen by all of you wonderful people 
it was close. It was really touch and go between a few. So I think we kind of probably have our next few episodes mapped out because the response was so, I love when that happens when they're like, and like one's pulling away and then one's like, no, I'm coming. So I think we have a lot of good topic ideas for the next like probably month maybe. Um, but I was happy that social anxiety ended up winning because I have a lot of thoughts about this. Um, and I was, what I was about to say about class kind of correlates with this. So we'll go ahead and start with my personal testimony here. (laughs) I don't speak in classroom settings and like maybe some people are listening like, okay, duh, like who really does, but on a personal level, I am so chatty and friendly and kind of like outgoing and outspoken and then like in a classroom scenario I just completely shut down because I feel like I will not speak I feel like with you you're more open and talking whenever it's more like on like a intimate personal level yeah but even in my seminar and counseling class there's like 12 of us like very small class yeah and all we do is talk about like life experiences like counseling perspectives like things I know a lot about a and care about And it's, like, all women. Like, there's nothing about that environment that should make me feel, like, the way that I feel. Mm -hmm. But it just, like, I don't know what it is. Because I don't have a problem public speaking. Like, I can give speeches. Like, I can talk in front of big crowds. Like, that's not a problem for me. I don't know what it is about the classroom setting. It just makes me, like, retreat. And I'm like, please, don't call on me. Like, if I participate... please. Leave me alone. Yeah. I don't want to talk. And then you have those professors that, like, call on you mm-hmm. because you don't want to talk. Mm-hmm. And then people think, like, oh, yeah, social settings, I have anxiety. Yeah. So, like, that's, like, I guess one of mine. I mean, obviously, I think everyone has different examples of situations where they get a little more skittish. Yeah. But for me, that's, like, one of my big ones is, like, classroom settings. I have a very hard time participating. I was the same way, too. Really? Mm-hmm. Um, I think the only time I wasn't was whenever I was, like, more comfortable in the class setting. Like, in criminal justice classes um, at USC, the staff there is, like, pretty light. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of professors uh, teach either the exact same types of classes or they triple up on the classes that they teach. So you might get the same professor a lot. Like, oh, there might only nice. be one professor for a specific uh, class and you might have them again because they're the only professor for another specific class that you have to oh, take. Oh, that's nice. That's really And so nice. sometimes you get the same professor over and over again. So if I'm in situations like that, then I'm more inclined to speak because I feel comfortable. Mm-hmm. You have like um, a rapport kind of already. Yeah. yeah but yeah, you yeah. know, you have some people that are just like always wanting to talk in class. You always have that one person. You're just like, that oh. doesn't even bother me as long as you're saying things some, If you're saying things... Substance, it doesn't bother me. Yes. If you're saying something stupid... Yeah. And, like, dumb or ignorant, please keep it to yourself. I beg you. Yeah. But then I do think there are times where people ask a genuine question to them. It doesn't come off as, like, being stupid. Right. But I feel like, like to other people, you, And then you get that secondhand embarrassment. You're like, oh, like, that was on the slide before. You know? Or, like, yeah. you have, like, that feeling. But, yeah. So, today, social anxiety <laughs> um, is a topic I feel like every single person is going to be listening to this. But, like, me. You know? Like, because even me, like as extroverted as I am or even you like as confident as you are like whatever like whatever kind of person you are you feel this to a degree so the way I think we're going to talk about this today because it is both broad but also very narrow in terms of like an anxiety disorder if you will like Mm -hmm. it's very centralized to like one type of anxiety but also very broad because 
social interaction makes up about 95% of what we do on this yes. earth. So there's, there's a lot of opportunities. social interaction with someone at all times. Yeah. I feel like it's very hard for me to pinpoint whenever I don't have social interaction. It's literally just that like alone time days. Whenever like, I'm yeah, sleeping. Right. Like if I'm just like hide myself in my room and like watch Netflix. But and even that, then, even like whenever you're sleeping, if you're thinking about like your dreams, even in your dreams, sometimes you're still having social interactions with people. That's true. That's a good point. Actually. It's like because then you wake up and feel obviously like, it was like real. You're, it's not like conscious like mm-hmm. social interactions, but you know. Just well, sometimes capacity. when you have like those really vivid dreams, you wake up and you feel like they actually happened. Like deja vu. Mm-hmm. And then also, it's like you don't really sleep as well when you're ha- when you remember your dreams yeah um, but that's a whole other episode but basically the way <laughs> i want to talk about it today I is i want to get like the boring stuff out of the way first like let's talk about the clinical stuff the because i feel like that's really important um to do this topic justice and also to do all of you people justice because you know i i want to make sure that um you guys are voting for these things because you want to talk about it so making right. sure we're giving you all of the different angles right. of that and be informative about it because i think there's a lot of misinformation out there yes so i want to just go ahead and clear the air to the best of my knowledge i will say that but i do think that i have a background um that kind of like gives yeah. me and only also i do like my a, research on say, more i feel than like Twitter. i only have like a fourth of a background because it's been a minute since yeah. i even took a psych class and at the end of it all i wasn't even but like the information's out there you just have to know where to look credible sources so that's kind that's of what important. we're going to talk about today yeah and then i think we're going to switch into maybe i'll share like a couple more of my like little i don't want to call them triggers but i guess just like situations where i feel my own social anxiety kind of being like yeah and then maybe we can you can do some if yeah, you feel comfortable yeah i got a couple um and then i think i have a couple of like <laughs> hacks for how to kind of like come I didn't like that. that. I know I didn't either, but I, I don't want to say tips and tricks. You so. said too late. I've already committed. So maybe, oh, okay. What about some strategies? Um, and then I have a couple of hands-on strategies to help with the social anxiety because it, it, it can be slightly debilitating at times for sure. Yeah, like it makes it hard to like go out and do things that you like yes. want to do. Yeah. Well, that's a good segue. So let's talk about the clinical stuff. So Yeah, let's get that out of the way. Roughly, it's so important though. Very important. Um, roughly 200,000 people are diagnosed with social anxiety disorder every year. So that's important. So if you're saying that you have feelings or that you feel symptoms of social anxiety, that's a completely fine statement to say, right? Like mm-hmm. I feel, um, I feel anxiety in this social situation or I deal with like symptoms of social anxiety. That's fine. What you need to be careful about saying is I have social anxiety disorder or I have social anxiety without like any sort of caveat Um, because the DSM-5 discusses social anxiety disorder from, um, I think, so if anyone does not know what the DSM is, it's the Diagnostic Statistic Manual off the top of my head. Yes. And that's basically, and they come out with a new volume every few years and it basically outlines every like disorder, every personality disorder, every thing that goes on in your brain from depression to anxiety to schizophrenia like just all this crazy shit and that's where you have your knowledge it's where you get like the most up-to-date factual evidence about um any sort of like personality or behavioral or emotional disorder that you're dealing with so (laughs) it's important to remember that for any sort of diagnosis whether that be depression or any sort of like anxiety disorder that the dsm-5 requires that you meet a number of symptoms it's not just about one or two instances and then you get a diagnosis. You have to meet, I think it depends on the situation, but I think one time I heard five out of seven, 
which is kind of a lot if you think about it. Like, that's a high percentage of the symptoms. Like, you really do have to, like, be in that shit deep for them to give you a diagnosis because that opens up a whole other can of worms. But I think um, basically the idea is that whatever symptoms you have have to be impacting your life on a such a high level that it it inhibits your ability to function normally. That's like the biggest takeaway from... On a day-to-day. Right. That's that's like the biggest takeaway from being diagnosed is like this shit has to be affecting your daily life. Yes. Um, your ability to function... To a major extent. Mm-hmm. Like a, a very like visible right. extent. Right. Like it's it's apparent. Yes. You know, um, it doesn't allow you to function socially, emotionally, physically as maybe your next door neighbor does. Exactly. You know, that's what they're going to be looking for. They're also going to look at your physical symptoms, um, how... Because anxiety... And depression can manifest very, like, physically. I'm sure most people know this. Um, just in terms of, like, stomach aches, headaches, shakes, uh, insomnia, things like that. So they're going to look at your physical symptoms, um, triggers, um, and then how... Patterns. Patterns. Just in general. Mm-hmm. So they're going to look at a lot of different things before they give you a diagnosis. It's not about saying, you know... It can't be a one-time thing. No. Because no. I feel like that's a bit dramatic. Like, if right. it happens one time, like Jess said, like, it has to literally... Right. You have to be debilitated. Right. To a certain extent. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about getting nervous before a first date, right? Yeah. We're talking about being so nervous before a first date that you're throwing up everywhere and you have this reaction every time you meet someone new. Yes. Like, I'm, not, I'm not pulling that example, like, out of a fact. I'm just saying, like, that's kind of the idea of what we're talking about. Yes. That's not, like, first date jitters. That's, like, physical like, oh my reactions God. to the thought <laughs> of meeting someone new. Right? Like, actual panic. Right. So that's just all the clinical stuff. If you want more information about social anxiety disorder, if you, um, you know, are kind of like listening to me and you're like, mm, that kind of sounds like me, which no shame if it is, I would recommend looking at the Mayo Clinic or just going straight to the DSM-5 and read up on their statistics. Please and, don't go to like any Wikipedia. No. Please. Probably not even WebMD. No. Oh um, my God. No. Not Mayo WebMD. Mayo Clinic's good. <laughs> Mayo Clinic is fantastic. Um, uh, there's one That's website. the only thing that I go to. It's, I don't know if they say like NAMI or NAMI, but it's National Alliance of Mental Illness or Mental Health, something like that. Um, that's a good reputable source. I've used that before in like my APA papers for psychology or again, just go straight to the DSM-5, but don't diagnose yourself. Go to a clinician, get a diagnosis if you feel like that is something that you need. I'm not going to get into my opinion about stuff like that. It's not necessary for this episode, but maybe another day. So <laughs> that is the clinical aspect of social anxiety um, in terms of like having it affect your day-to-day ability to function. Mm-hmm. But for the majority of people, because 200,000 like sounds like a lot, but it, it's well, whenever not, you think yeah, of like that's not a lot of people. The entire population. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure that fluctuates depending on yeah, like the year. And there's a lot of other like confounding variables, but still that's like a fairly small number in terms of like the amount of people that say... I have anxiety, right? Yes. So, deep breath. (laughs) Do you want to share any of your kind of like your socials, you know, your social anxiety? Things that make me nervy? Yeah, your little like feelings. Um, So for me, it's entering new spaces. Give me an Um, example. So I will give an example of like whenever I first go enter a new like workplace, for instance. Mm -hmm. Or enter a new just area like it can be literally anywhere gotcha so like a new like friend group hangout type thing yes anything that's like very different to me someone's parents Um, house i always feel like this overwhelming like (gasps) right type of feeling um so that's very common for me do you have any like weird ones 
I have like a couple like weird ones. I don't think I have a weird. Or just one that's like. What would you consider weird? What's a weird one for you? Parking. That way I can kind of. Oh no. Parking my car in front of Cole. I'm not kidding. Might have took a year and a half. Why? I don't know. Bowling. That was another one. Could not bowl in front of him. I would go to the bowling alley and watch him bowl. Why? Because I was scared to bowl. Like that's what I'm talking about. Like just why? Like. Why? Yeah, no, I'm not. I yeah, so I was asking, like, do you have, like, a weird one? Yeah, like, no. Because, like, I'm like, where did that even come You know, here's what the thing. Here's the thing. With all of those, but yours is, like, also very common, like, 100%. Whenever I would, like, go to, like, new parents' house, that's when I would, like, feel that new space kind of anxiety the most. Yeah, but like, I also think parents. it has to deal with, like, me not really, like, liking change. Oh, yeah. <laughs> go listen to the last one. Or, like, episode. different, yeah. Not liking things that are, like, different and, like, new. Mm-hmm. It out takes time for me to, like, adjust a little yeah. bit. So I always get, like, ooh. Like, very tense. But go ahead. Sorry. I'll commend you, though, because you... Well, we both always say, you know, like, do things outside of your comfort zone. And here you are saying, like, that's something I really struggle with. So yeah. So, that's really cool of you to admit that. I, <laughs> well, because, like, I like when we have these transparent moments of, like, yes, we're saying this to you. And, like, yes, we want you to do this. But, like, half the time we're saying things on here, like, we're also reassuring ourselves. Like, it's yes. not like we have it all figured out. Absolutely like, not. No. Here we are from, like, the top of Mount Everest. Like, do better, do better. Like, no. Like, we're right we're here learning also along working. with you. Yeah. Yeah. So dealing. that's a good example. A big one for me was always like when, so I like, I love meeting new people. So it wasn't necessarily like the interaction of new people, but I definitely felt it like when the people that I was meeting, like had high stakes. So like parents or um, siblings of like friends of mine, or like when I meet like your college friends, like that will make me a little bit nervous. Um, <laughs> Cole's parents, people. when I went to Auburn for the first time, that was terrifying. Yeah, I would have been terrified as well. I was so scared because also that was probably the longest I've ever driven by myself. Four hours? Four and a half. Because at the time I was, I just turned 19. Like I hadn't been driving oh, for that long. That's true. I didn't um, really think about it. And it, we were going to like one of his fraternity's functions and like I'd never done anything like that either. So I was just... It was very new for you. I was so scared, and I was meeting all of his friends. And and that can oh. be, like, very nerve-wracking, especially, yes. like, whenever you're in a relationship, like, meeting the friends. For or sure. meeting the people that, like, your significant other, like, really, really care about, like, maybe what they think. Mm-hmm. That can be very nerve-wracking. For sure. I, I've always been weird about, like... I've always had, like, the weirdest fears about, like, weird stuff. Like, the parking thing. Like, the bowling thing. Like, <laughs> going inside fast food restaurants. Why? Yeah. Why? Like I have, that, like, a weird anxiety whenever it comes to, like, ordering things. Yes, like, I feel like, oh, it's my time to shine. It's my turn. I'm on stage. Or I Great. think like, I got out of this one, but I feel like late high school, early college, I had a lot of anxiety about how people were perceiving me, like, in the moment. Like, and it wasn't even, it didn't even have to be new people. It could have been, like, anyone. And just, like, whilst the conversation is going on, I would be, like, in my head, like, fuck, is everything I'm saying, like, coming out correctly? You know, coming out the way I'm intending it to come out. Especially right. when you're, like, drinking or whatever, you have that thought of, like, fuck, I don't, want, I don't want to say anything and have it come out wrong. You know what I mean? Yeah, that we were talking about that the, the, talking about that the other day. Mm-hmm. Jess always, like, has to ask, like, was that okay? Yeah. For, well, especially, and I, I, like, feel like this is a good example as well. Like, especially being friends with, like, you... You know, and obviously, if you're not having uncomfortable conversations with, with friends that have such different experiences to you, you should be. Because yeah. um, I feel you like it's I, very beneficial. I feel like I've been very vulnerable and just, like, saying to Aaliyah. And that's, like, a <laughs> oh, the day and age we live in. So scary. And I would just ask Aaliyah, like, pretty open questions, like, pretty vulnerable questions. And just, like, did I say that right? Like, have I ever said anything wrong? Like, and just kind of, like, letting yeah. her 
direct me almost and just kind of like be like super vulnerable and like obviously that's terrifying like having uncomfortable conversations that you know you have zero room to say anything is but I feel but I feel like even whenever like you have like those conversations with your friends especially if you and your friends come from completely different backgrounds I feel like it's really important to have those conversations with your friends or have those conversations with your significant others you know if your significant other is a little bit different than like Mm -hmm. how what how you are and how you grew up or you know how you were raised or your cultural differences I feel like it's really important to have those really deep meaningful conversations no wonder no matter how like nervous it may make you I feel like it's really important so like just said stepping outside of your comfort zone and doing things even though like it may make you a little anxious like getting to that point where you're able to like have those talks and have those moments without being like, <gasps> like right and and too I like like you mentioned that you know you kind of just have to you just have to do it you just have to say yes to the experience or just say yes to yourself really because I feel like and you know this is something I've always kind of thought about is like you know everybody examines themselves so so closely right like you're your um, own worst critic right and so I think but we also assume that everybody else is our worst critic you know (laughs) and everybody's eyes are on us all the time like looking because like I've tripped in public before and I'm like everyone everyone just watch that no because some like a girl over there is wondering like if everyone has her ponytail still looks good or like this person's like wait fuck I have on two different socks like you know whatever like everybody is so in their own head about you know how they're being perceived and how they're showing up in a room and so I feel like you know to alleviate some of that kind of like stress of what are people thinking about me and this goes for like those kind of like tough conversations Mm -hmm. or kind of just what you how you put yourself off when you walk into a room I think that has to do a lot with kind of like knowing what you bring to the table you know because I feel like if you know what and being you, confident in that yeah. truly confident in that when you walk into a room you should know what other people like you should know what you're going to portray to other people like you should know yourself enough to know like this is what they're getting from me this is who I am and stand in who you are and be who you are yeah. truly and I feel like there, there's a lot of peace with that you know and not feeling because I feel like a lot of times social anxiety especially in like public scenarios comes from well, will they like this version of me? Or conversely, what version of me do I need to be so that they will like me? One of the two. Yeah, you shouldn't have to change face right. at any point in time. No, and but I feel like it is so common. Like, I've yeah, been it's guilty. Very, like, it's I think very everyone's common. been guilty of I that. I feel like it's very common. I feel like you should be aware of whenever those things are happening to just kind of like have a moment with yourself and be like, wait. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like who am I being? And I think we've said this in a couple episodes, but I, I do think it plays a lot into like the idea of social anxiety is like, well, you know, if these people aren't, if you're so nervous about how these someone people, views you, yeah, how they're going to view you, then maybe I'll just alter this about myself. Just a or little maybe bit, I'll, maybe a little tweak. And I, I hate to say peer pressure because like, boo, I'm a mom, but, or maybe I'll say yes to something I don't entirely want to say yes to, but I don't want to be seen as lame. Right. Like I will be the first to admit, like transparent moment, I feel like I have like, when I was younger, like, given into things because I just felt Oh, like, absolutely. And nothing, like, crazy, but just things that maybe I wouldn't have wanted to necessarily do. But you felt like you had to. But I felt like I had to because I wanted those people to like me. And I feel like that's very relatable, especially yeah. whenever you're in, like, you're making new friends. I feel like it's a lot more common, like, whenever you're younger mm-hmm. and you're, like, trying to find your tribe or, like, find your people. Right. Um, Find other people to connect with. I feel like it's really common for you to be like, oh, well, maybe if I just, like... Yeah, bend your morals, like bend just a tiny bit. Bend your values, like bend your limits. 
hard limit, soft limits, um, for sure. Like bench and, or boundary sometimes. And that is a social, that is a form of like a, or a symptom of social anxieties because it's like if you're walking or you're thinking about being in a group, a room full of like a certain amount of people or just people in general and that causes you stress, you need to acknowledge that. Like you need to acknowledge when you're like, hold on, I'm about to go to this party or I'm about to go to work or like literally any situation you're like, why am I nervous? You know, why am I feeling tense? Why do I feel kind of sick? Those are things that it's important to like pinpoint about yourself because that will answer a lot of questions and it's, for you. And it's also okay to like have open dialogue with yourself. I do it all the time. Just said she does it in the shower. You mm-hmm. know, it's okay to have those moments, especially like whenever you're just like in your head and you just like talk through things. Be like, wait, wait, wait a damn minute. Yeah. Have those conversations with Especially yourself. when you think you do something stupid. <laughs> I feel like you're more conscious of it whenever you like have that Verbalize. out loud yeah, like yeah, yeah. dialogue. Another thing that has always helped me, and this I think may, might be a good strategy, like, because I feel like a lot of times our demographic is very much like that 20 to like 25, mm-hmm. 20 to 27, like somewhere in there, like not quite 30, like a little less than 30. You're 20 somethings. Yeah, the 20s, the 20 people. Um, I feel like a lot of times this kind of demographic is. In your 20s is a very like. All over the place. It's a very time. roller coaster time, and I know mm-hmm. people will be like, "Oh, midlife crisis," but I feel like this—it's like a quarterly thing. Like, but the every quarter of your life, I feel like yes. it's another like, "Whoa, fuck. yeah, for sure." And kind like, of thing. The commonality between I think all of the twenties, for the most part. I mean, obviously, you're going to change a little bit, but like the element of socialization, right? Like, you kind of have a lot of people to socialize with, especially kind of like in your early twenties. Um, Mm -hmm. just in terms of like party scenarios or vacations, like you're just kind of living a little bit more independently or like getting into career fields, right? Just situations where you're around a lot of people. Whereas like, you know, once you kind of like get married or like have babies or you don't do that, you know, and, or you go move to Africa. I don't know. Um, the older you get, I think sometimes we kind of end up just naturally becoming a little bit more bubbled, just kind of like on the people that we've had for years and years and years. But point being you know, familiarity. You, yes. However you, however you say that. But in the point being, and I've used this before, like in situations where you might be at a party, you might be in a work meeting, um, wherever you are. And if you're feeling that feeling of like, and any of those intrusive thoughts come in, what are these people thinking about me? What do I think about me? How am I portraying myself to these people? Am I doing something stupid? When all of those thoughts rush through, remove yourself from the situation. Just pause. <laughs> yeah. Pause. And then take yourself out of that environment. Sometimes for me at parties, I'd be like going outside. Like that always seemed to oh really my God. help me. I love going outside mm-hmm. whenever I'm at parties. I have to go outside. Yeah. At some point, I have to just like get away. I yeah. have to be, run. That I have to always move. really, really helped me. Yeah. Especially if Sometimes I Sometimes the bathroom just isn't enough no. for me. I have to like leave. It never is. If we're being honest. Leave. I have to go. Bathrooms at a party are never like the move. Um, Especially if you're like a little too gone. Mm-hmm. Like if you're a little too drunk and then you're just and in it the mirror. Spinning. And you're in the mirror and you're just like, oh girl. And you see your mascara is like down here. You're like, oh And you're shit. like, oh, fuck me. <laughs> um, <laughs> everyone's been there. So, if you know, you know. I think in those situations, like remove <laughs> yourself from the environment. And I think this can go like if you're like in a work meeting or at work in general, like take yourself to a location where like not as many people are. So, for example, if you like, if you work in food service and you have a minute, maybe the bathroom is like a, a safer place depending on your work situation. Work situation, or maybe like, is there like a back where like you're 
trash bins are like where the cooks like go on their break like is that like an available option like I think find an escape plan yes and make sure and I do this still like no matter where I am like I have my escape plan and that's not to say like I don't like the people in the room it's just like in case of an emergency in case I you get have a place anxious I have somewhere that like I know I'm I'm yes. going like you can't stop me I'm headed there mm-hmm. so I feel like that's very helpful but what do you say about because I know you mentioned like food ordering and like kind of like that sort of like anxiety level like what kind of like helps you with that like whenever you like those like weird like minor, I don't know it's things. always just like I I feel like whenever like you're at a restaurant and you're like about to order food it's kind of just like a oh no I guess like no it's my yeah time. kind of like an awkward like introduction mm-hmm. it's always like weird like whenever you're maybe it's just me I don't know that's why I feel like sometimes it's like no, that might be so. like a weird thing because whenever you ask people sometimes people are just like no I don't really think I get like anxious whenever I'm about to like order food but I f- I don't know I just feel like it's more of like a presentation like here is what I want yeah. like I, I do whenever there's a language barrier I think that's when I notice it the most like if I'm out for like Mexican or like Chinese or hibachi and like or like I'm calling in takeout from one of those places and like mm-hmm. I can tell there's like a language barrier I get anxiety then because I want to make sure I say everything right and I'm like I don't sound like can I please get <laughs> That's why I always order it the ACP because I don't want to say it in Spanish because I know what it is in Spanish, but I don't want those waitresses. You do always abbreviate it. I always say ACP because I know they're going to walk to the back and be like, be like this, this white bitch. white bitch just called it Haros Compoya. And I don't need, that gives me anxiety. Jessica, there we go. And whenever things like that happen, Jessica will be like, they could even be like, Aaliyah. Oh my no, god. I call They're it going to literally go back there and just be like, this bitch. Like Jessica's literally fine. Yeah. And then she'll she will just think Jessica would just like think about it. And I'm like, Jess. Yeah, let no, this is what I'm saying. Prime example. Like I yeah. still struggle with this. Like I think everyone does to a degree, just like those weird little things and you're like, yeah. fuck. But <laughs> it always helps to tell someone. Yeah. Always. Like I'll always be like, fuck, like this weird thing. like this just happened. Like I feel so uncomfortable. Like one time I fell at work. <laughs> I, like, tripped. I didn't, like, fall to the ground, but I tripped so bad. And it was, like, one of those where you have to take, like, three giant steps after, like, the longest fall of your life when you touch yourself. And I literally asked on the walkie where Aaliyah was so I could run and, like, hide and, like, tell her about it. Because I was so, I was, like, <gasps> people I just saw that. that. I was, like, I got all these things. I was, like, people just saw that. Like, I'm going to, like, I literally was like Jessica, laugh at me. People are going to talk Literally, probably about no me. one saw you unless they were, like, watching the cameras at that moment oh. and saw you trip. Because... <laughs> but in the moment I was like oh my god like someone is talking about me right now in their group chat a hundred percent you know so like I had to tell somebody I had to just be like this just happened to me and I just need a minute <laughs> and I know it sounds like very melodramatic but I feel like if you, it's so funny if you get when it that, yeah. Jessica has those moments a lot I do I do I do, really a, lot of, I do a lot of embarrassing things but <laughs> it takes a lot to embarrass me like, I might be, like, mortified for a second. Be like, oh, my God, can you believe this happened? But to be, like, truly embarrassed takes a lot. Takes a lot for me. I don't remember the last time oh, I was, like, man. really embarrassed. I don't remember the last time. But, like, it takes a lot. Because I do such dumb shit. Jessica that, like, does, like, Jessica does things it's in a normal person would just be like, maybe I shouldn't do that. But Jessica would be like, yep, I'm going to do this. I'm like, Jessica, why the fuck would you do that? Sometimes I, like, just skip randomly. I don't know. Like, I just... <laughs> 
or do something weird with like her body. Like whenever you tried to be friends with Erica for the first time. Yeah. And you like fake throttle. I'm like, Jessica, who does that? Yeah. One of my best friends, Erica, when I first met her, not like first met her, like we had like one of those like cordial. <laughs> this is before Erica of... was like talking to people. <laughs> yeah. Erica was really quiet and I was like, I'm going to crack her. Like I got this. So we're walking past each other. So I like get real low and I did like a little basketball <laughs> on her and I tried to like juke her like, out. Like, ooh, ankles. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And so like normally in that situation, like someone would be like, ooh, like do it back to you. Simply. <laughs> took a sidestep and kept walking i was like I, around we'll never she be friends. went around yes she did and i was left standing there like looking like a dumbass erica walks away and i was just like why would you do that i don't like it takes a lot to embarrass me i just like do weird shit and you usually just embarrass yourself That's and okay. it's, somebody should it's fine i See, feel like we all have those just that's what i'm moments. saying i feel like people think too hard like just, I don't know. I feel like people think so hard about the way they're being perceived. and like, Just be yourself. Do I look. come across, like, right. And people wouldn't look at me and be like, oh, Jess is, like, so funny. I think it's more just, like, I'm amusing. But, like, I'm not trying to be. That's just really who I am. Yeah, but I'm is. not so, like, top button where I'm like, I have to act a certain way. Like, I have to be like this. If you were, like I that. wouldn't be able to take you serious. No, yeah. And, like, that wouldn't be real to me. Like, it would, if I was living like that, it would be because I was living entirely or, in my head. But I, I, I say that because I know, like, who you are. So if, like, at work you were just like. Right. So, like, yes, and proper. Mm-hmm. I would just be like, Jessica, it's literally, like. Yeah. Calm down. I mean, obviously, I can be serious. Obviously, yeah. you guys know that about me. Yeah, Jessica can't be professional. Let's I am, not say, think that Jessica is unprofessional. I just feel like I relinquished a lot of my social anxiety in the sense, or symptoms, social anxiety symptoms, because I wanted to just, like, be friends with myself instead. And I felt like I couldn't, and this is, like, honest, I felt like the two couldn't coexist. I felt like I couldn't be terrified of how people were perceiving me and my imperfections and the things I said and, like, picking me apart and then also be like, but I'm also my own best friend. I felt like the two thoughts couldn't coexist in my brain, you know? And that, that might just be my experience, but I just feel like if you're no, going to be your like own best friend, yeah. then you need to also back yourself because that's what a friend does. You know, you need to not let your friend talk negatively about yourself because that's yeah. what a friend does. You know, like I wouldn't let my friend bash be kind herself. to yourself. I wouldn't let my friend overthink every single situation. I wouldn't let my friend be mean to herself. So why would I accept that? From me. From me. You know, I think that was, like, the choice that I made was, like, okay, well, I would really like to be my own friend. At, at, now I'm in my adult life. I would really like to just You cannot self-sabotage. Myself. That's, like, oh, the worst yeah. thing you could do. Like, and I feel like it's friend. so And I feel like it's so easy to self-sabotage, especially in, um, in situations, like, in social, social situations that you might have a little bit higher anxiety about. I feel like it's so easy to be, like, well. Mm-hmm. And, like, act a certain way because you're scared of people seeing the real you. Yeah. Um... Because I do think a lot so of social anxiety... So don't let situations change you. No, but I, and I also think social anxiety comes a lot from... Sometimes it's like those big group situations like work or um, parties or like things like that, like bigger group situations. Birthday dinners. There's also a massive amount of people who have these symptoms from really intimate settings. You know, dates or uh, friend dinners, um, talking to a boss. Like that can also cause a lot of that sort of thing. <laughs> um, for me... I feel like it kind of has a similar approach and that you have to know who you're showing up as, right? Like whether it's a date or a meeting with your boss, you have to know when you walk in that room, who are you to them? Like, who are you to you and who do you want to be to them? Right? Like you have to be aware of who you're stepping into the room as Mm -hmm. if you want them to perceive you a certain way. Yes. You know what I'm saying? Like you can't walk in and like want them to think you're the hottest, baddest bitch, but then like you're like... 
what, what do I need to do to be the hottest, baddest bitch? Like, no, like you need to feel it and you need to know it because if you don't, then how are they supposed to? Not the hottest, to? baddest bitch. I don't know. It's just first thing that popped in my head or like really intelligent, you know, whatever. Like if you want someone to perceive you a certain way, you need to like show up as that person. And believe it. And believe it. Like you can be anyone you like, want to be. Like you have to like stand in that. Yeah. You be have to it. be your own hype man. You have to be yes. like, yeah. Yes. I'm but the don't hottest, fake baddest anything. bitch. Yeah, yeah, don't, don't fake, fake anything. It. But like. But you have to like. You know, mm. if you want to put in the work to be really intelligent, then hit the book, sister. You know what I mean? Um, you know, if you want to put in the work to be the most athletic person in the room, put in the work. Like Train. For me, it was I wanted to be the kindest person in the room. Oh, uh, that's or someone. I, well, it's not even kind. I mean, that's not even the word. I wanted to <laughs> walk into a room and make sure everybody in there that I spoke to that night left better than how I found them. Yes. I think that's my goal. So I think it's about knowing how you want to influence the room. Yes. Um, what mark, What do you want to leave people with? Right. And I think that takes a lot of like self-knowledge, self-awareness, yes, self-assessment yes, skills, which kind of like, it's funny because that kind of like bleeds into a couple of our other like topics that we like considered for this week's episode. Um, like the big who am I question and then like the finding your purpose. And I also feel like those can be, those are, spoiler alert, um, topics for um probably one of the next episodes yeah 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 like probably um, like the next like month or so mm-hmm. so we'll just keep like talking about it because i mean everything can be broken down like further into like other things like self-love like okay but like you know you all need to tell us then okay so i need self-love in this capacity yes. i'm like i don't want to what just extent? tell me i need to love myself like tell me like tell me how it is specifically but i digress i think social anxiety just needs to be about you being like, mm. <laughs> I know what I bring into a room. I know the presence I bring into a room. And everybody else is so focused about what they bring into a room to worry about the fact that I what? just tripped. You know, yeah. like, it's that, it's like a balance of like, who fucking cares if I fall on my face? But also you best believe I won't. You know, it's like that like <laughs> strong bitch energy, but also like, but if I fuck up, it's cool. It's fine. Right. Yeah. And like, that's. That's life, man. Like, you can That's have your shit so together, but trip on a fucking banana peel, right? Like, yeah. how many times have and you seen that cartoon? And you have to be okay, and you have to just recover and be like, yeah, I just almost broke my ankle butt. Right, but that it's doesn't fine. reflect on me. That doesn't make me, like, different. Or, like, a bad person. Yeah. Yeah, you just made a mistake. Like, that I really just slipped. reminds me of, like, Tom and Jerry. Freaking oh, Jerry, Tom like, Jerry. Tom sometimes did everything right, you know? Like, he had all the plan. Like, Tom knew who he was. You know, Tom understood, like, Jerry is not my bitch. Like, I'm going to get Jerry. And he would plan things so nicely in the episodes. Like, he had Jerry in the corner. He had Jerry right where he wanted him. And then he'd slip on something or that fucking cat would come, you know? And it's like, you can do everything right and still fuck up sometimes. But then guess what? You get back up and you try and get Jerry again. You're welcome. All right. And on that note. <laughs> is that how we're leaving this? <laughs> Did you Tom not like Jerry. that analogy? I thought that was kind of good. Yeah, that was a good one. You always have a different one every week. Do you have any other strategies that I feel like are, like, necessary? Because I feel like the big one from, like, big social interactions and also, like, intimate kind of reaction or interactions is, like, know who you're showing up as and allow like yourself thing. to make a mistake. Yeah, allow yourself to be vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like that's important. And not think that, like, other people are, like... Always judging. What a weirdo. Right. Like, nobody cares. Like, honest to God, nobody cares. Because if a girl tripped in front of me at a party, I'd be like, 
You know how many people I see trip a day at Target? Get, those floors will get you. Yeah, like, no, that carpet will get you. That's yeah. some thick-ass carpet if you're walking on it. So, you know. Shit happens. It happens. Keep pushing. If someone saw it, be like, oh, shit. Yeah. But, and I want to reiterate, like, back to the beginning. If these social anxiety symptoms are causing you, like, physical distress um, consistently and it's altering your ability to function, I feel like that is a conversation you need to have with your clinician. Yeah. Um. I would say before you go to a psychiatrist, go see, like, a clinical mental health counselor because psychiatrists, we're not going to get into the debate, but you will leave with a prescription. And that's not always the best. That's not always necessary. No. I don't. I especially don't think so for certain social anxiety situations. It just depends on the severity, and that's why, like, this job field is so ambiguous because it's not like you will ever be able to give someone a definitive answer spot on every and that's like even now we're talking about social anxiety and in my head transparency in my head I'm already feeling like the intrusive thoughts of like damn like did we cover enough you know is this going to be helpful like but then at the same time you can you guys can let us know like feedback like let us know like if you want us to dig I feel like we've said this before Mm -hmm. if you want us to like dig deeper into like very specific things you have to just let us know right and of course we'll do it we'll just do another little smidget on it or whatever like start the episode off and be like hey so we got this a lot or like yeah like I really need help with social anxiety for like dates okay cool I'll give you a tip right now take a shot before you go I'm not kidding. Like, I'm not kidding. Like, if you want something tangible that will help calm the nerves, take a shot before you go. And then call a friend while you get ready and or. On the way there. On the way there. Well, I would say this is what I think. This is always really entertaining to me and it always puts me in the best mood. I watch, like, celebrity interviews or, like, the cast of, like, my favorite TV TV show do an interview. I don't know why. It's just, like, it's very calming to me. It's very relaxing. Um, it's interesting, you know? Like, if you, especially if it's, like, a really crazy, like, TV show and then you're watching the cast do an interview about, like how intense it was to film or like how they got this shot or like whatever. And you can kind of like go to a different world mm. and it's a world you're already familiar with. Cause it's your right. favorite TV show. Take your shot. Then on the way there, call your friend and call the friend that has, um, that, that can knows how to gas you up, you know, call that friend. All right, man. Yeah. So that's my date advice. That's, <laughs> that's what I think to help calm your nerves before a date. Cause there's okay. It's okay to just say I'm nervous. It's okay to say I'm shy. You know, you don't have to, I feel like so often we have to be like, this is my social anxiety symptom. Like, no, just say I'm nervous. Say I'm shy. Because that's very Say normal. Say I'm embarrassed. It's you know? very normal. It's okay to pinpoint a different word. Yeah. We don't always have to go with social anxiety or um, anxiety or depression. Like <laughs> paranoia is a great, a good example of things that can, or a word that can be substituted for anxiety. You know, like figure out like what is actually, like is anxiety the word or is because there a words word? mean things. Mm-hmm. So we should use them uh, properly. And what you tell yourself like really matters. Yeah. <laughs> Well, it's true. Like, you know, like you're, when you say the words, your brain is like, oh, really? <laughs> is that, is that true? And then you believe you it. You sure? All so. right. <laughs> How are you feeling? You've been a little quiet today. Really? Yeah. Are you feeling so. well? Yeah, I'm just, it's been a long day. To be honest, I'm having a hard time breathing while I'm talking today. I feel like I'm like, <laughs> I'm like not getting enough oxygen. I think it's because I'm excited. I don't think excited. If you're excited, you get shortness. Of, like you're just like, oh no. I hope I don't fall. Okay. Okay. Well, All right. We okay. hope this has been a very helpful episode for you guys. Yes. Um, if you guys want a little bit more, you can message us, email us, text us. What's our wink, email? Wink. If you got our phone number, unlicensedpodcast at gmail.com. Yes. 
It's also in our Instagram bio. Um, yes. If that helps. Just in case. Um, leave us a five-star review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. Podcast. You can now do reviews on Spotify. Yes. If you have not already given us reviews on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, like... Please, please do. Like, please consider it because actually just it's for a second. So you don't even have to like write anything. Really. You can leave a heart. It. You could leave a heart. Or just like it just really helps like boost us when people like for search value, it helps like give us more credibility. Yeah. So like even if you like write some bullshit about how you're from Kansas and we helped you get off your family's farm, like I don't care what you write. But wow. you know if we do that, please but, reach out. Yeah, that'd be crazy. We'd love to have you on. I want I want to have someone who's actually from Kansas. All I didn't right. know people yeah. were from there. Okay, Jess. I think it's yeah, like how people from like, like South Dakota, North Dakota. Yeah, but it's like beautiful in South Dakota. Like, what the Dakota. fuck is that? Mountains everywhere. Mountains everywhere. Anyhow, when people tell me they're from Arkansas, I'm like, oh, I forgot that was a state. Arkansas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> America, explain. I actually know. Well, knew someone from Arkansas. Really? Yeah. Are they normal? Mm, yeah, I guess. Weird. Midwest. I just get very confused because is Colorado the Midwest? Jessica, we're getting All off right. topic. Sorry. So, with that being said, <clears throat> it's unscripted. It's unapologetic. It's unlicensed, unlicensed podcast. podcast. Bye.